Welcome into the Sayer Auto Group Podcast. I'm Zach Bennett alongside Chris and Nick Sayer. And today, a great episode discussing all of the great dealer incentives across all three of the dealerships. Got a great interview with Rod Diaz from the Dodge Store talking about his recent success. And then we're going to dive into how to correct yourself uh, when things aren't going your way and to fix so you don't run into those same issues again. That's all next here on the Sayer Auto Group Podcast. All right, guys. How we doing? We're doing good. Starting a new month. Yeah, it's already August. Wow. Already August and it's 73 degrees, so football season's drawing closer. Obviously. <laughs> golf season is nearing its end. <laughs> unfortunately <It's> for <laughs> a lot of golf this month ahead though for That's the it. Sayer brothers. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a it. Good one. Well, perfect. Well, I know that we had kind of discussed, we all came ready with uh, obviously the first of the month, new dealer incentives, everything that uh, the different manufacturers are doing. So who wants to have the honor and go first, kind of go over the hot spots that they're trying to push? I'll first start out with, I uh, wanted to shout out a couple guys from BMW for July performance. So Alex and Johnny both uh, pushed hard. I think they were each 13 plus sales between the two of them. Pushed hard, worked hard, made good money, um, and it's always a joy to see you know, our sales guys succeed. Um, when they're doing well, that means we're all doing well. Um, so congratulations and good work to both of those guys from my store. Golf clap. Um, a couple of incentives and, and highlights for um, August for BMW vehicles. Um, our bet, one of our best sellers, obviously the X5. Um, they have put a $1,000 lease credit um, and a $1,000 finance credit on that model. Um, if, you're, if you have loyalty, there's an additional $1,500 for leasing or $750 for finance. So a total for finance of a possible $1,750 off MSRP or for leasing, a um, total of $2,500 possible um, discount. So... Um, they're getting back to incentivizing some of their their you know top cars again, which is good to see. Um, not a lot of changes in terms of uh, money factor or or uh, interest rate. That's stayed pretty consistent for for our brand. So nothing new on that end. Um, EVs they uh, have added a, some more lease credit to some more of their models. So for the i4, which is the all electric sedan. They have put $7,500 lease credit on the models I-440 and I-435, um, which is you know, a pretty good chunk of change for leasing, which um, if you have anybody, again, interested in all the electric sedans, that's a great option with a, a really solid lease credit on there. Um, the iX, which is the SUV, all-electric BMW, they have $9,900 of lease credit on both of those models, which, again, um, there's no guarantee how long that will stay on the vehicles. So if you have anybody interested in all-electric SUV, iX is a, it's, um, I want to say, according to Consumer Reports, it's like the top electric SUV in, in the nation or whatever right now. So it's a hot seller, awesome lease credit on it right now. So. Um, and I think we have five or six of them that are going to be available, um, hopefully coming within the next month, month and a half. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Um, and then the XM, which is their high dollar hybrid, um, they did add 7,500 lease credit to that model as well. 
So they're throwing some money back out there on leasing, especially trying to get back into that game. If you know anybody or um, have anybody interested in leasing, uh, August should be a good month for BMW for some of their incentives on those. So. Okay, speaking of electric, I'm going to cover Nissan today. And they have a incentive on the all-electric Aria this month. $366 a month with $29.99 down. Um, we got three of those. They're pretty slick little rides. Um, if you're looking for a lower price point than BMW, but need that all-electric, that's a great way to go. So... Keep that in mind at all the dealerships. If you got a customer who wants electric, can't quite give them the BMW land, send them over to Nissan, let them check the Aria out. It's pretty cool. Uh, this month we have a Titan promo, seven thousand off MSRP plus zero percent for sixty months. So it's stacked. That's very rare. People in the truck market go give that a look. It's a white platinum reserve, so it's their highest trim trim level. Nice truck. It's the last one we'll ever get as well. So kind of a rare piece, kind of cool, and stackable rebate with the zero percent. That's pretty much it. So, um, for Nissan Rogue, they have zero percent for thirty-six months on twenty twenty-three models. So that's that's really good. And most of our customers right now have noticed the interest rate obviously is really high things like obstacle. These are two rare instances between all three of our brands where you've got zero percent options. It's pretty rare right now. Um, and then finally, we have ten new 2023 Centras available. Um, those have been in high demand, but we haven't had them all year long. So now, finally, they filled our order with new Centras. So people in the smaller compact car, whatever you want to call it, sedan market. Go get a Sentra in the back. We have, we have them available. Um, they do have one sportier SR Mini edition, too. I think I believe so, yeah. So, yeah, Sentras are here. Let's sell them. Money, yeah. Uh, on the Dodge side, there's a, a few things uh, that are really strong, probably the strongest that we've had in a long, long time. I'll start with all all gladiators 2023 models every single one rubicon mojave sport overland have employee pricing on them um, the 2023 wrangler sports also have employee pricing so they get what you uh what you pay for the vehicle if you work at you know at the manufacturer directly so that's available to every customer uh it's a beautiful it's under invoice pricing so really strong offer on those gladiators so jeep season you know going through into the fall if you have anyone at you know any of your stores make sure you know that uh, they get the best pricing possible on that uh grand cherokees uh two and three rows um the limiteds have um on, the, on just the three or only have 5.9 for 72. the two rows on laredo and limited uh have uh, the 5.9 available for 72 or you can get depending on a couple qualifying thing anywhere between five to seven thousand off in rebates uh, that's just rebates applicable there so those have been those are really strong as well um, four, right? 
What? Yeah, or on that side, they're not they're not quite to that Nissan level yet. So, uh, <laughs> gotcha, and man. all four body models. I always like to, you know, we talk about the hybrid at both dealerships just to hammer home that all four body models on our side, whether it's a Wrangler, whether it's a Grand Cherokee, or even if it's the Pacific Hybrid, they still have that seventy five hundred dollar tax credit available on leasing. Uh, they get that full. It counts as a rebate to them. So keep that in mind as well. Helps make some of those payments really good. And that's the one I want to point out. They have a list of lease specials, but they can get a Grand Cherokee 4 by e um, for just about $550 a month for 39 months with $4,000 due at signing. So really strong offer there, 10,000 miles a year as well. A couple other last things. This, I think, is probably the best one that they have available is on half ton Laramie and Bighorn, they have 2.9 for 72, which on our end is the best interest rate we've seen in, in about four or five months. So 2.9 for 72, but every half ton, whether it's a limited Longhorn, has 4,000 in regional customer cash. So um, they'll all have 4,000, uh, no, no matter what the trim is, or if they're looking at a Laramie or Bighorn, you could throw the 2.9 at them for 72. So BMW, uh, Nissan salesman, if you have anyone looking for trucks, keep that in mind because you can't really beat 2.9 in today's market. Right. Maybe the, you know, the Titan can, but <laughs> not, not other ones. <laughs> and, and along with that, on light duties, but there's also dealer cash available. So that's kind of an internal program that uh, Stellantis has offered us. But as we sell more light duties this month, um, and our goal is 15 per month, we'll sell with the manufacturer, they will pay us a certain amount of cash per light duty. So as we go further on, we'll have more flexibility in pricing to get a deal done. Oh, that's awesome. So just know that as we climb that ladder of light duty sales, there's going to be more wiggle room in pricing. We'll be able to just keep stacking and get more, get more light duty sales. So, yeah. Hopefully we get the eco duty sales. August 17th. So yeah, that's actually a good point. If you have anyone that's been interested in eco diesel, they have it slated for August 17th. When the fix is, then it comes a part of part availability, I imagine, right? Yeah, he said the rep said end of August. Dang it. They'll have the fix out. So okay. I don't I wouldn't count on it this month. Uh, we'll pray. <laughs> pray. pray. Um the only other thing I want to do is shout out, uh, you know, Nick was able to get, uh, you know, we have Rod on next uh, to kind of go over his recent success, back-to-back sales competition champ here at the Dodge store. But also Jeff Winnie, uh, he f- at the halfway point was only at two vehicles out for the first half of the month. And in the second half, he sold eight, ended up at 10. So for him, a really strong second half, really kicked it into gear and had a couple days where he, he popped out two of them. So um, just want to give a little love to Jeff there for finishing the month really, really strong on top of what we go over with Rod. So any other any other thoughts or anything before we go to that interview? No. Just one thing, you know, I think we came up with the idea to go over um, these sales incentives and stuff at the beginning of the month for these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, this is for all of our salespeople at all of our different stores to um, take advantage of um, – all of our different stores inventory, right? So pay attention to that part of the segment. I know you might think, oh, I just work at BMW, so I don't need to pay attention to the Nissan or Ram deals. But again, this is more ammunition for you guys. When you have customers come in, maybe you're not able to land them on on a BMW. Um, If you're knowledgeable and know what's going on at the other stores, what incentives are out there, um, being able to... um, Switch, to switch vehicles if needed and then say, hey, you know, we have a Chrysler Jeep Dodge store. I know they have some, you know, hybrid 
Wranglers or something, whatever it is over there, maybe we can go take a look at those. Take it, take every opportunity you have and work it to the bitter end opposed to, you know, somebody coming in thinking they want an X5, they, they weren't in love with it and, and you didn't have anywhere to go with that, you know. So if you're paying attention to these incentives um, and somewhat staying up to date on what inventory is, is available at the different dealerships, that's just going to allow you to sell more cars, make more money. Um, and, you know, we've made that made that clear from the very start, I think, with all of our salespeople that you can sell at any dealer, at any location, you know. So um, just because you work at BMW doesn't mean you can't come over here and sell a Jeep if you have somebody that's on it, vice versa. So um, use this to your advantage. Take every opportunity you have. Um, if you need more information on these incentives for the different models or brands, um, you know, contact one of the managers and they'll be more than happy to um, get you any information that you need on, on qualifying rebates or whatnot. So I um, just wanted to point that out that um, this is a this is a great idea, something um, for the salespeople to really pay attention to um, and use to your advantage. So just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Anything else yeah. to throw it over to Rob? No, I, I agree. I think that's, that's exactly why we're doing this, to set you up to succeed and give you more options and, and ways to be flexible. We're all happy to help you. We've we've had tons of guys from BMW come here and Nissan and vice versa. We've sent them over to both your stores. So don't don't be short sighted there. Give you an opportunity to sell. And that person's there to buy a car. They're close. Mm-hmm. And we've gone over those percentages with Rick. I don't know them on the top of my head, but within days, there's high percentage chance they're going to buy a car. So you need to jump on that. And between the three stores, I mean, we probably have over 200 cars available right so yeah. if we oh, can't yeah, find a you know out of 200 cars if we can't <laughs> get a customer on one of those cars you know then, then you know, we suck at our job or something so just uh <laughs> you know that's what that's what i'm saying is yeah, like good. chris said that when they're there they're looking to buy so take advantage of that and and you know learn how to adapt and how to uh um, use the other inventory to your advantage and, and make more money for yourself too Perfect. Well, let's get over to Rod and uh, toot his horn a little bit. All right. Welcome, Rod. We have our first ever guest on the podcast. Uh, Rod Diaz is joining us. Going to talk about his success. I want to give him a round of applause. Back-to-back sales competition champion here. Thank you. Woo! Appreciate it. Nice job, man. Uh, So wanted to kind of open it up to you. you know, we had had some good conversations. The year didn't start off exactly how you envisioned. Correct. But over the last couple months, I say the last three months, you've really hit another level. What do you kind of attribute that to over the last few months of your recent, you know, success? Well, to begin with, my management team, uh, especially you, you know, you were there for me when uh, things were rough. And um, coming into sales, you really have to have your head on straight or else, you know, it can easily create an avalanche, you know, stuff going at home, things not going your way here at, in the business and uh, just having that time to sit back and uh, talk to your managers, you know, rely on them and your coworkers um, going home and just pondering of why you're really here, you know, and just coming back in with a new fresh attitude and mentality really helped out. Yeah, I think, I mean, thinking about, Working with you, Rod, I, I feel like a few things stand out to me, and one of those is just your overall humility and ability to ask us, 
you know, what can I do better? Or, or just come out straight up saying, hey, things are going on in my life. Like, you know, I need help or can you just hear me out? Because, you know, I've realized that we're at work a lot, but our personal lives kind of bleed into to work a lot of the time. So we, we feel like uh, our management team feels like we have a duty also to be empathetic to people's situation in life, and we want to be supportive on that end too. So I just commend you for being humble, and you've approached me, and you've approached Zach, and you've looked yourself in the mirror when that's you know difficult at times for any of us to do. And I, I think that's great. It's probably led to some of your success at no, least. No, thank you. Know. you. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's definitely uh, it's it's we all hit rough patches, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of uh, hard to come in when. Uh, you're going through it and just realizing that everybody else has a life and sometimes just, uh, you know, hi, how are you? Good morning. Good job. Pat in the back. Even if it's coming from a coworker really goes a long way. So yeah. And just, you know, humbling yourself knowing that, yeah, I mean, we're all prone to that and just uh, getting sure. your mind right and coming in and, you know, getting your first sale out and then leading on to the second, you know, and then it gets easier. Yeah. No, I think, you know, to kind of build upon that, one of the areas I think you really strive in is your ability to connect with your customers um, and being willing to take care of them a lot post-sale. You know, it's not just about the singular transaction. It's about making sure they're happy with the vehicle and making sure that it's, you know, meeting their needs. Um, Where do you feel uh, like that? How are you able, because you've been selling now for four years? Six years. Six years. Six years this month. It goes by quick. Um, so over the six years, how do you feel that you've made those changes to care not just about the sell, which you know as salespeople we all want to have every single day, but also care about the customer afterwards? Is there changes you made to ensure that you're taken into the full account? Um, the first one I started with was just doing the first initial you know post day call. I know that's a rough one, especially starting off in used, where anything can go wrong the next day. Where need a check engine line so you tended to avoid those first calls sure. <laughs> um but doing them following up and of course just uh, you know asking them how it's going and of course later on things are going to happen but just let them know that you're going to be their guy to you know guide them through service setting appointments making sure that their um parts are in it um on your downtimes but yeah just making that first initial call to make sure that they're happy with the vehicle and then when it's time for them to either recommend somebody or they need another vehicle, they're going to be like, hey, that's my guy. He yeah. helped me out from purchasing to keeping up with my vehicle. And you know, when I had questions, I could call them. So just really, you know, do not avoid the phone calls <laughs> when they call you back. Good advice. <laughs> that is solid advice because I think, like you said, opens up the avenue. Not that anything's going to be wrong with that first day. But if you show that after the sale, like you said, you're you're there for them. All of a sudden, you're not just there. You know, the salesman who sold them a car, you're their car person. Right. So you have to be willing to then, you know, take on things like getting them into service, talking to those guys. So it is, yeah, making that call, but also being willing to then take it the next step. I think yeah, go awesome. above and beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I mean, the other thing that I forgot to mention, my second point that I, I think you uh, – you are a huge team player. I've noticed when other guys need something, you're usually the guy that's like, hey, I got this for you. And I think that makes a difference in your overall performance, and it, it helps the team be more cohesive. 
but I'm sure you've got payback from from doing that for others on our team. And I, I just think that's a cool thing that you you respect the team aspect of this, even though obviously we're all in this individually to some extent. We want to come and make our paycheck, but I've seen you multiple times reach out to guys or fill in for them when they needed something quick. And I, I just, again, I commend you for that as well. It's a, it's a respectable behavior, and it, I think it helps everybody, including you, succeed. So that's, that's good stuff. No, definitely. You know, I mean, when you – even though we're all out for, uh, we're all commission based. Well, I mean, we all make our own money, but in a whole, we're all you know part of the Sayer family. So it reflects not only on individually, but as a whole. Right. You know, so helping out with my coworkers, service, um, wherever I need, it's going to help me out in the long run because customer leaves happy, and with the whole Sayer family, not just me. Right. And it's going to bring them back, and you know, they're going to get a good experience, and they're going to spread that, and. It's going to pay off in the long run. Yeah, I think it has. That's it's nailed good. perfectly. Yeah, doing great with The that. extreme ownership from beginning to end, you know, I think <laughs> if you take anything away from it is own the process from sell to post-sell, service, all that part, and you'll be and helping out you guys. And, you know, maybe yeah. maybe if you're at the Dodge store, you'll compete and beat Rod this month. But I know I know, <laughs> I know, know he's luck. going for the three-peat. You know, exactly. he's trying to become a dynasty here <laughs> exactly. the first, first time three in a row. So... Awesome. Well, thanks, Rod. Appreciate you you stopping by, sharing some Thank of those thoughts. And uh, let's go. Let's go get that third in a row. Yeah, let's go. Yes, sir. Awesome. We're proud of Thank you, man. You thanks. All right. Thanks uh, to Rod for stopping by, uh, tooting his horn. That was a lot of fun. Um, Want to dive into a topic? I, I know that we broached maybe some familiar veins last week. We talked about having positivity over negativity. But I think as we've talked about processes, um, kind of diving into like how to actually go in and enact change in your life but through action, you know, because obviously at least at the CD, you know, the Chrysler Dodge store last month wasn't what we're hoping to be. It wasn't, you know, anything close to the levels that we want to hit. And so how do we assess and change and have humility enough to go in and to, to make, you know, August way better because July's done. It's not coming back. But we're on August 2nd, and we can make, you know, make this a big month. So what are you guys' thoughts in, in regards to that? So I think this is an important subject for everybody, like personally as well as professionally. And one of the people we've kind of mentioned a few times is David Goggins. He talks a ton about accountability. The goat. The goat. And he, he's really inspired me, and there's a few takeaways I've had from his books. But one that sticks out here on this topic is the accountability mirror. And I'm sure you're familiar with that after reading his book. I don't know if Nick's read that one or not, but negative. it's such a good exercise. And, you know, from a high level, it's just taking five minutes out of your day and staring yourself in the eyes and having a conversation. And you'd be surprised how hard it is to lie to yourself in the mirror. Like, you know whether it's it's too cold outside to go to the gym today or too rainy or whatever excuse, the sales were slow, there weren't that many leads. When you look yourself in the eye, you can tell immediately whether you're lying to yourself or you need to make a change. So that, I don't know why it brings a different level of accountability, but it's hard to look yourself in the mirror and lie. And it helps you be accountable. Uh, there were three questions from, from the exercise that he put out there. I'll just read those really quickly. And these are kind of more personally related, but you can bring in professional as well, bring a professional perspective. He says to ask, do you, do you like the person, or do you look like the person you want to be? Why not? 
Are you proud of the person you see in the mirror? Why not? And are you where you want to be in life? Why not? So you kind of can take those three and add whatever questions you have or complaints to yourself or whatever, but it's a good exercise. I think if you each try it, you'll see it, it'll bring benefits. And it'll bring a new perspective to what, what can I work on? How am I doing? Where am I going? Am I who I want to be? If not, why? You know? So I've done it personally myself. I can tell you it does work, and I've actually laughed out loud multiple times because I, I, I see the bullshit or whatever in my excuse if I make one. Yeah. And I can, I can tell when it's a true principle or not. You know, and if I'm living up to that. The other thing I would say, and I know I'm charging people with this all the time to do this, but know your numbers. Like, if you don't have a measurement of yourself from a, from a numerical standpoint, and those are your numbers we talked about last week in our, in our team meeting. You know, if you don't know your percentages of how many people are test driving and riding up and et cetera, the ones we go over constantly, then you don't really know where you need to work, you know. And so use those one-on-ones with Zach. I know he keeps a lot of stats that, that he can. You should be keeping them yourself too and seeing, honestly, where are my weak points? What, where am I failing to get a person through the process? And if you start with those measurements each week or month, I think it's easy. It's, it's easier to kind of evaluate and change. So I would just say get back to the numbers. I know I say it all the time. Yeah. It's true. Okay. No, and, and I think the most important element of like you take what you just said and, and like the, the reason it works is because I think you don't track your numbers. You'd be shocked how easy it is to lie to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, and misremember just how uh, unproductive you were or how unsuccessful you were because, you know, innately we're all just trying, you know, trying to protect ourselves. And, and one of the ways by doing it is to justify why things maybe didn't go the way that they, you know, that you wish they would have. And so you'll misremember test drives. You'll miscount ups. If you're not, you know, going through every single one methodically and tracking them, you'll never realize where it is falling through. Like I'm not getting people from the test drives to, to write-ups. If you don't track that, you know, you actually had a good amount of those, you know, test drives, but not a lot of write-ups and you don't keep track of it, then you'd be like, Oh, there just wasn't a lot of people really serious about buying just a lot of time wasters and, and stuff like that. And so unless you can look at it and say, this is why I'm falling, you know, not falling short. Then it's, it's it, you'll lie to yourself every single day of the week. <laughs> it's you interesting know? you say that because I, I had a funny experience. I don't, I never told you guys, but when we first started lifting again, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, one of the machines at the Apple actually counts your reps. Oh yeah, and I realized yeah, yeah, yeah. that I lie, my mind would lie to itself on how many reps I'd done. <laughs> we, we were supposed to do twelve <laughs> reps. And I'd think I busted out 12, but I was counting two sometimes on the finish. And so I'd get to the end and be like, I'm done, and look at that number, and it's nine or ten. <laughs> and I'm like, how am I two or three short? Well, it's because, you know, generally speaking, your mind can trick the hell out of you yeah. and tell you a different story than what <laughs> happens. So if you don't keep track, you're, you're tricking yourself at times even. It's that hard, you know. Yeah. Uh, go along with kind of what you both were saying. I went and saw that movie Oppenheimer about a week ago or so and one of the um, quotes from Albert Einstein that came to my mind was um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results you know so um, how that correlates with what we're talking about here today you know if, you, if you're don't have any goals you don't set any if you don't 
you know, if you're not being honest with yourself, looking at what you did that month or any changes that you want to make, but you're just going to continue to, you know, do the same thing over and over, um, you know, and expect something different to happen, it's not going to happen, right? You're, it's, it, it's just not. So if you're not being honest with yourself, if you're not taking time, like Chris said, to go through, um, look at your numbers, whether they're good or bad, you know, this, you know, just because you had a bad month doesn't mean that's when you really got to go in and be honest with yourself and critique yourself, even if you have a good month, you know, that's still, it's still the same thing. You need to look at your numbers um, and find ways to, to improve or, you know, and, and, you know, pat yourself on the back for when you do good as well. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a crucial step of, of especially at the beginning of the month to, to reflect on what you did the previous month, um, dive into, you know, each individual opportunity lead that you had, see what you did, see how far you made it in the process, maybe where you fell short, look for patterns of, um, you know, areas of weakness that uh, maybe you, get, you were able to get to the test drive on uh, multiple occasions, but weren't, weren't able to proceed past that. Uh, maybe look at uh, what you're doing at the, during the test drive segment or wherever you're falling short or losing customers and, and uh, you know, be honest with yourself of, of uh, you know, what your, what your process is and, and be aware of any necessary changes that, that you might need to make and, and ask for advice on that. Just to continue that point a little bit, utilize your managers and have like accountability partners in a sense. So what I mean, managers, we're here to do that for you, and we want to. But you could ask other people too, like, where am I struggling? You heard my pitch, and what can I do differently? I'm not getting to the finish line. And a lot of talented, we have a ton of talented salespeople here and managers that would be more than happy to help you. And it helps them refine their process as well when they coach and teach. That's probably the best way to learn. So if you notice something, too, your buddy's doing, you guys need to, you know, humbly approach each other and just be like, hey, I noticed you said this. Why don't you try a different word in there? I think you'll have more success there. But it's it's good to get outside yourself as well. The accountability mirror is great. Keeping your stats is great. But, yeah, rely on us as a team to kind of hold you accountable to it and challenge some of your ideas or statistics or processes. And I think you'll see more results. Yeah. And, and I had a, the thought of kind of combined what you guys said when you talk about, you know, the, the example of the machine and in line to yourself on the number of, of reps with the perception, you know, we, we, you know, talked about bad times, but you, you talked about when you even have a good month, being able to do this, you know, month after month. And that's how you build into something really good. You know, I think you have a good month and you're like, oh, I just you know show up and things will happen the same way again. And, you know, you don't look at you had two sold orders that happened three months ago that came in um, and, you know, maybe a couple, you know, spoons were given, you know, for lack of a better term. And so all of a sudden that really good month, if you start to if you honestly look at it, accountability, miller nit and pick what happened and what attributed to success, even though it was, quote unquote, successful, you can be like, OK, but still. I, my conversion percentage at such point failed, even though I was able to do this, it wasn't, you know, there's a couple of things that can't be replicated. I can't depend on that factor to happen again. I don't have orders coming in. And that's where you see the up and down that salesmen will go through because they have a good one. They think, Oh, I just got to show up. It'll happen again. They're humbled and they do it again. That pride cycle is a heck of a thing. And I really do believe <laughs> the number one, and it's obviously very uh, blunt, but you have to, put your ego aside and be willing to, you know, be able to be helped. Because if you think as a salesperson, 
I know what I know. I know that if I just do this, I'm going to be fine. I'll sell my cars. And you're not willing to take critique or advice or feedback, whether it's from a manager or from a salesperson that maybe has input for you, you won't be uh, able to reach the potential that is out there for you, which ultimately just means, you know, more financial freedom for you as a person, which is obviously what everyone is striving for. All right, guys, I think that wraps it up. Um, I'm glad that we could go over those incentives. Keep those in mind. Reach out to the other managers or teams if you want to get that switch piece or want to try something else to get that final sale. We, Like Zach said, we have stuff showing up as far as rebates and promos again. So they're coming in pretty pretty well. I'll thank Rod again. Uh, personally, I think Rod's an excellent employee and we've had some great discussions outside of work and at work and I, i'm just proud of him good job rod keep crushing it and uh yeah let's uh try that accountability mirror i know it sounds crazy but it's definitely changed my life a number of times and i think it's just a good exercise let's look at ourselves honestly and see what we can do to have a better run so. all right thanks <laughs>